Hi everybody, welcome back to Dollar Dollar Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. It is that time of year again. One of my first episodes when I decided to start this podcast was New Year's resolutions. And really, it's it's more or less resetting of my goals every year. So this is really the time when I kind of look back at what I accomplished in the previous year, so in 2022. And I use that along with any major changes that have happened in my life to kind of start developing out, you know, what my 2023 goals are. And using that information, I bucket them into, you know, very tangible goals that I can hit this year in one year and then start creating little micro actions so that I make sure and get some of these things done. And I think the key there is, you know, that that you have goals. Again, I've, I've referenced it in the past, smart goals that are very tangible, very measurable, something that will push you a little bit, but not something that's so unattainable that it's going to stress you out and you won't hit it anyways, and it'll be on your list every year. I have one that's on my list every year, and I'll, I'll share that one with you guys, actually two, and I'll share the differences between the two because one, I actually do every year, and I just like to make sure I keep it visible, but the other one, I just haven't really had a chance to uh, deep dive on that. So maybe 2023, this year is the year. So let me just kind of start with my travel goals. So as you guys probably know by now, we are working on expanding the family. So we are in process of baby number two. And so that's going to kind of derail some of the previous goals we thought we would have for 2023, which is fine. We just have to shift things around a little bit and travel is actually becoming a bit less of a priority. One, just from a financial perspective, we have a lot of other things that we need to focus on financially, but additionally, it's just now more complex with a newborn that we're going to have, you know, towards the end of May of this year and, you know, having another toddler around two. So now we have There's four of us total, it just makes it a little more complex. So knowing that, we do want to squeeze in, we were gonna try and go to Italy, and I was actually going to do a fun, full deep dive of all the deals and how I was able to, you know, plan out the trip and do pretty much everything we wanted to do and make it this beautiful two week long vacation with Aldo, myself, and Hudson, but that's not gonna happen, so we'll have to push that trip aside for now. But we do want to take one trip, what I'm calling pre-baby, with the three of us. And we're thinking something a little bit more sort of local, like using air quotes here. So we're thinking like St. Lucia, you know, or or some other, you know, Caribbean island or Caribbean location. Something that's relatively close, but tropical and beautiful and, and preferably somewhere I've never been before. So that trip we have allocated between like three and 4,000 for. So um, again, what I'm starting to do this year that I haven't done in the past is I would normally just list out the trips I wanted to take and kind of manage the manage the financial aspect in my integrated budget. But I wanna kind of proactively look at the numbers this year because I know because I've been budgeting and I have that budget very, very disciplined and spelled out. I know basically what we save a year. And so I know what we can save and allocate to other things and also allocate to travel. So three to 4,000 roughly for one, you know, pre-baby trip. So one trip 
really before May, probably well before May, probably March or April. Another one is what I want to start doing is since we got married this last year is doing one, probably like a long weekend to get away for our anniversary. That will be less expensive. So I'm budgeting between like two and 3000. And really the focus there is that we can start setting up a, you know, a very specific new place. Again, probably domestically, maybe somewhere we can drive, maybe a very, very short plane trip uh, to another state, but something that we can just do in the form of a long weekend. So a Thursday through a Monday or a Friday through a Monday, something like that. And I want to start doing that consistently and making sure that we are taking the time for each other, for ourselves and doing that quick getaway. So that'll be kind of difficult because it is, you know, towards the end of June. So we'll have new baby for a month. So we'll see if that happens and how it happens. It may be, you know, a very, very close trip if, if at all. And then I do want to go, we, we were talking about with my family going to skiing. I'm probably not gonna actually ski myself, but going to the mountains. My sister lives fairly close to to mountains out in New Mexico and you know various places that are fairly inexpensive. So allocating about $2,000 to that, assuming that we go, we, we're kind of on the fence about that, but that would be another small trip towards the beginning of 2023 of this year. And then lastly, I'd like to allocate generally towards like a beach trip every year because we do, tend to like to do a little getaway. And again, that's another 2000 I'm allocating towards that beach trip. Again, these are all very small trips. I, you know, my, my end goal is to take at least three international trips a year and then a couple domestic trips a year. We're not quite there. We have a lot of other big milestones to cross off our list next year, one being having another baby. So that's really derailing some of the, some of the goals that we we're hoping to have or add to the list for 2023. So a new one that I have, and I think you guys should have something always, if it's not for a business that you're growing, it's just something professionally, either, you know, growing your professional network, maybe, you know, finding ways to increase your income, whether it's through bonuses or commissions, you know, merit increases are great too. Uh, but but beyond just the the dollar value, I think, you know, finding a good mentor, finding somebody in your industry that you start to connect with regularly, finding ways to add some personal development kind of on your own into your goals, I think is something that's that's really nice um, to include there. So for me, I'm trying to keep it light because I'm also trying to keep my workload fairly light because I just, I know I'm going to be taking a lot of time off next year for maternity. So I'm trying to not do too much. However, I am trying to double my income <laughs> by next year. So no pressure or anything. We're already kind of working in that direction fairly aggressively. So I think by the middle of the year, I should be able to hit that goal. Again, this is one of my more aggressive goals. So, you know, when I left my, my high paying company um, and started my kind of my own business and off on my own, I was I was making about 60,000. So my goal is to really grow that to 120,000 next year. So I'm kind of cre creeping back up to where I was before. And I think it'll also help me in a lot of ways, you know, have some confidence in what I'm doing, but also be able to justify the sustainability of having my own business and 
doing it a bit differently than just working for a company. So, so that's important for me. And again, it's an aggressive goal, but I think it's a great goal. I think it's very achievable. And the other thing is as I grow my financial, you know, advisor background experience, I would like to grow my, you know, my client base to about between 15 and 20 clients. I only want 40 clients total because I'm really, really, really deeply involved in everything that they do in their lives. And it takes a lot of effort on my part. So I, the, from a bandwidth standpoint, I can really only take on 40. So I want to try and, and get halfway there. Again, it's going to be difficult because I've already capped myself for the year on taking on any new clients. And I think that, I, you know, having a, a second baby is really going to inhibit my ability to do this. And once we go into some of the personal goals I have, you'll see why. My last one that I really want to focus on, and I'm excited to eventually share this one with you guys, is creating a tool for strategic life decisions. This is going to be, this is going to take a lot of work and I've already started it, but I can see it taking another five months to create because um, I'm kind of doing it in my spare time, if you will, is basically a tool that can, can track different decisions and you can put in inputs to see which decision is going to best suit you. So it will be everything from should I rent or buy this house to should I, you know, buy or lease this car to what should I be allocating to what accounts for retirement purposes of strategically taking money out, when I need to take that money out, what it will look like, how much I'll still have left, etc. So I'm very excited about this tool. The goal is that it's very user-friendly and has you know almost every scenario you could possibly consider or think of whenever you're looking to make those big life decisions. So that's something that I'm excited to, I, I'm really hoping I can roll it out in 2023. So you, you guys you know stay tuned for that. But really those are my three only business goals for 2023. And again, really trying to be mindful of some of my other personal goals, which are work on my mental health and make sure from a personal standpoint of growing the family and a business standpoint, I'm well balanced. So I don't go absolutely crazy. <laughs> so then I have another bucket, financial specifically. And so I did this because there's specific activities that are really very financially driven that I'd like to keep separate from you know, let's say travel. So travel obviously takes money, right? But I'm considering the money that I'm having to put in for travel when I'm adding these, these additional financial goals, if that makes sense. So I'm assuming that the money that's going towards travel is, uh, is no longer being able to be allocated to these other financial goals. So the first one is we are actually starting to build in our backyard in December. It's called, it's called like a pod, a podzilla. And it's basically like a snother room just because we are slowly slash rapidly starting to outgrow our, our space in our house, but we're really trying to stay put for a while. The housing market is just, it's a little all over the place. And you know, with growing businesses, we really want to stay in this house as long as possible. And so that's gonna be a pretty penny. <laughs> so funding that is going to, you know, takes from some of our, our bonus that we're getting this year, but then potentially uh, tap into some savings that we'll be building and allocating for next year. So not only funding it to be built, but also of course to be furnished and designed and look all pretty and beautiful. 
The second one is we have a guest room, but we're turning that guest room into a baby room. So from a financial standpoint, obviously that's gonna be a much lower cost activity compared to the pod that we're building, but it will still cost money. It will still take time and resources. So that needs to be something that we allocate We allocate a certain amount to. The, the next one is, I would still like to save about 30,000 next year. And, and that 30,000 would, would generally go into savings. It's possible that some of that 30,000 funds some of my other investments. And I'll talk about some of those here in a minute because they're still, they're still present on my financial goal list. But based on what we saved this last year, my goal is to save 30,000. I think last, this last year we saved close to 65,000. So I think 30,000 is a safe bet, especially with what I'm hoping to do from a business business growth standpoint, but you know, also looking at what we're we're potentially going to be spending and hopefully not spending next year because we'll be sort of isolated a bit for maternity paternity reasons. The next one is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Aldo has never had a 401k since he's been with his company he is with now. It's it's also not really a traditional company in, in that sense. They don't offer 401ks. So he's never had 401k. So I, I had been heavily loading my 401k up until June of 2022. So it's been about six months since I've had a 401k or been contributing to a 401k. So my goal is to set us both up or at least one of us up probably both of us, that would be ideal, with something like a SEP IRA or something similar for people who are either you know contractors or they have their own business, they're self-employed. So that's something we don't have set up and I really desperately want to get us on something like that so we can continue to you know fast track our retirement even as we are both you know kind of not really tied in the traditional sense to companies. Last but not least is just keeping our other investments on track. And this kind of goes back to what I had mentioned on the, the saving of you know the 30,000 a year is we may have to tap into some of that, those savings to keep some of our other investments on track. So for example, right now we're investing like five, $500 a month into general investments. So essentially we have a brokerage account and, it, and so we feed that $500 a month, dollar cost average into various index funds and ETFs. And so that, that we want to keep, keep rolling and moving. I would love to increase that at some point, but we're just not quite there yet. We have been contributing to our Roth IRAs, but I think now that we're going to be filing jointly, jointly our tax return as a married couple, we're going to have to change our strategy there. So as much as I want to continue funding those, we may transition that the whole amount that we're doing right now, which is about $1,000 a month into the SEP IRA or potentially just a traditional IRA. We are also investing in, in some real estate, a small amount, so we'll continue with that with that method and that process. And then we're also going to continue, as long as the interest rates make sense, uh, funding a Series I bond. So we'll continue paying into that as you know as we as we see fit. So we did all those things this last year. We want to continue making progress on those this coming year, probably future years as well. But it's nice to keep that visible so we know what our money is going to and how much. Finally, and I think this is the most important and often the most difficult to, I think, I think associate a metric with and sometimes stick to, because to me, finance, all the financial stuff, all the business stuff usually has really specific, you know, metrics that you can, 
you can stick to and you can you can look at and see and track to, but personal. And so I've mentioned one of them already, and that's really working on my mental health. I think again with having a second baby and you know being in that physical state that is you know can be very uncomfortable you know, introducing a lot of discomfort generally and starting my own business and trying to build that up as quickly as possible from an income standpoint and just balancing all of those things. I think generally speaking, being mindful and thinking about my mental health is going to be a very, very important topic in 2023. I've never actually had it on my goal list, but I think for some reason I'm being compelled to add it in 2023. And I think it's I think it's going to be something that more and more people, you know, I think with with COVID and and even post-COVID, with all the changes in the world and everything that's happening, it's so dynamic and so fast moving. And we just all need to kind of step, take a step back and think about that and and work on our mental health actively every day. A a portion of that that I think is very specific and, and very metric driven is I'm going to try and like do some kind of meditation or deep breathing every morning. I don't do that at all now. I literally just, you know, get everyone out the door and start going to it. Look at my to-do list and knock it out. But I think taking a few minutes in the morning to do some kind of meditation, to do some kind of deep breathing will really help me kind of calm and focus and get into my day in in a healthier manner. And then my last two are interesting goals. One is yoga, is practice yoga once a week. That's the one I referred to early on in the in the podcast that I have on my on my list, on my goal list every single year. Every single year I, I want to do yoga once a week. And I think that goes back to the mental health aspect and it goes back to the meditation and kind of, you know, working on your personal self. I think it's really important and it's one that I actually do. And and once I was done, at least when I did my marathon this last year, once I was done with my running and my training, I, I made sure to focus on yoga, get it in once a week. I think even more than once a week is good, but once a week is really all I could I could handle. So getting it in once a week was something that I, I've done, I continue to do, and I'll continue to, to do moving forward, but I'll still put it on my goal list because I want to keep it visible. It's that important to me. The last one is learn Spanish. This has been on my list for years and years and years, and it's it never seems to get priority. Um, this is the one that is, it just seems like such a large task to uh, to tackle. And for whatever reason, it's given me a lot of, uh, it, it's, it's been very difficult to even start it or to have any kind of disciplined action around it. So it is something that I don't know that I'll get to it next year, but we're going to keep it there (laughs) and see what happens. I've always been very adamant about having my kids, you know, fluent in English, fluent in Spanish. So it would definitely benefit them. And I think obviously myself as well. And it's something that is still on my list. It's still a priority. It just seems to slip every year, maybe because I have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven like 16 goals. (laughs) So, you know, again, as I say that, be mindful of the goals that you, that you really, you know, be aggressive, but be specific. And, you know, the more you can actually knock some of these off your list, the better you're going to feel. And it's just going to give you confidence that you can, you can grow, you can develop personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, in all the ways that you want and expect to grow. And you can do all the things you want to do. You just, 
really have to write it down, make a plan and execute that plan. So I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing and hearing and having you guys think about your own goals and also having you guys reflect back on 2022 and how you did and how you maintained your goals because I think that's really important. It's important to also give yourself a lot of credit if you've hit your goals. I think I hit almost all my goals from this year, last year. So I'm, you know, very proud of that. I love crossing things off my list and saying done and, and really and really giving myself the credit that I deserve for my accomplishments. If we don't do that, then kind of what's the point of, of setting goals? So that's it for today, guys. Thanks so much. And always remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. We'll talk soon.